0: <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Indian Film Festival of Ireland 2014 podcast. I'm Mary O'Sullivan, the festival manager of the Indian Film Festival of Ireland.
1: And I'm the director of the Indian Film Festival of Ireland, Sir Ian is my name. I'm Sebastian Stevenson, Digital Director of the Indian Film Festival of Ireland. So well today we're gonna actually talk with Mary Chambers, uh, who is our charity partner for this year's festival, and Mary Chambers is the fundraising manager for Suez Educational Development. Hello Mary.
2: Hi Sebastian, how are you?
1: Good, good. Well what is Suez Educational Development?
2: So Suez Educational Development is an Irish NGO and we're based here in Dublin and we support access to quality education in Ireland, in India and in Kenya and we do it through a number of different interventions and programs. In Ireland here we run a literacy support program to improve the standard of literacy for children from disadvantaged communities between the ages of 8 to 14 and we do this through a paired reading literacy intervention and also an Accelerate accelerate um, intervention within government schools as like a supplementary intervention for, for the school. Then we also work in India and in Kenya on direct education programs. It's providing funding to improve the level of education and to develop um, interventions, uh, education interventions in those countries. And then we also run a volunteer program, and particularly in India, we work with six educational partners in India who supplement the education, say, of mainstream schooling so, we would work in education centres. For example, the different interventions that we would fund and support and deliver in India would be, for example, the preparatory schools. So, for children who are kind of like a kind of a kindergarten kind of age, so before primary school begins. So, it's to support them to be at a, a level of English that will be brought to a level where they can enter mainstream school and have a confidence at that level. To be able to go on then have enough and um, support i guess in place for for the following years and then we also have coaching centers so once the children have finished their mainstream schooling there are coaching centers there are available for those children to be able to further their studies and and have a space for them to be able to do their homework and, and achieve you know the level of of support that they need as opposed to going home and maybe having to help with the family or help with the school or the chores, daily chores. Currently this summer we have 112 volunteers in Kenya and in Delhi who are working as teaching assistants, volunteering should I say, as teaching assistants for 10 weeks during the summer with our partner organisations in India to help improve the quality of education for children there.
3: If, if I may come in there, um, somebody who sort of born and grew up in India and gone through the education system over there until about my graduation stages, India has got a post colonial kind of environment, even 60 years of the independence. That two tier system one for uh, privileged people, people who can afford an English medium schools, which are very well established. And, you know, the quality of education is excellence there. And there are a lot of education is, is schools uh, set up by the Irish missionaries, the Christian missionaries. The school system I've been to call the Christian college, uh, chain of Christian college, uh, which are basically our English medium schools. And then you have for the local indigenous population, Hindi medium school in our area. And Kakata would be Bengali medium school and so on and so forth, depending on which region you are in. So they have a regional languages and that's the education is taught through that. language and English is taught as a subject whereby the different type of education is is an English medium schools which every subject is taught through English and the people and the children who sort of graduate from those schools do go into higher education very swiftly and very uh, efficiently to a proper professional degrees and colleges and things like that whereby the children who go to a local medium schools uh, don't have that sort of extra edge in an English language. So therefore they fall off or end up doing uh, a smaller courses and, uh, you know, working in a two tier system, clerical jobs, you know, small jobs and things like that. So that that has always been a problem, uh, which is now getting better as the years are passing by through the government's initiatives in the education sector.
1: And I guess that's where you you know, Suez would kind of try and help is get people who have been educated in regional languages and various dialects and make sure that they're have literacy levels and all that sort of thing to be able to study in English would that be kind of have I got that correct or just to to create a kind of social mobility help people kind of out of poverty in that way absolutely
2: yeah and I think what we have to remember as well is that a lot of the children that we would work with in India are first generation learners so as I said the the right to education act does exist and there is free schooling for six to fourteen year olds but these children are coming from homes where their parents um, and their aunties, uncles, th- there's been no understanding of of education. There's been no access to education there in, in previous years. So that same level of support, I think it definitely is changing now as parents start to value education and what it can mean to their children. But the same level of support wouldn't be there. As if, for example, parents couldn't help their children to read or or give them a hand to do their homework because they wouldn't know themselves. And that's why, again, going back to the coaching centres for for the children to have a space for them to be able to, you know, get that support and help that they need with the simple things like their homework and extra reading and things. All of those interventions are are types of interventions that we fund um, to support that so that they can go through the mainstream education system. Yeah. And then and then obviously um, make a change for themselves the
0: future so yeah Well, I suppose we should mention at this stage as we that of course we are charity partners we in the reasons we have a, a gala dinner as part of the festival every year and you know with the view of raising money for for those charities and it's quite a a glitzy event you know with lovely ent- entertainment and lovely venues etc so for anybody considering uh, you know buying a ticket to this event Mary what will that money
2: enable Suez to do yeah, absolutely. Well, um, just first of all, we're delighted to be involved. Any funds that are raised from the gala dinner will go directly toward the Suez Overseas Education Program in India. So it will go towards supporting the interventions that we run with our with our two partners in India. It will go towards interventions like the preparatory um, centers, the coaching centers, and then also the bridge centers. So. They would be for children who have dropped out of school for one reason or another um, and a lot of the time they wouldn't always get back into the system. They would move on, there's migration issues. But these children are brought back um, to these centres and they're prepared again for age-appropriate entry into the mainstream schooling system, so it would be primarily for those three areas. So we're we're really delighted to be involved, um, and, and and hope that it will be a great success. And just in terms of Suis, if you if anybody is interested in finding out a bit more about Suis, what we do, who we are, um, and how you can get involved, because we have a lot of volu- uh, volunteering opportunities as well. So our website is www.suis.ie, and then our phone number as well. It's Owen Six six two one four zero zero. Can always email me if you would um, like any more information, or if in relation to the gala dinner or anything. It's Mary C at suas.ie. So that's S U A S. And just to to confirm, um, suas, it's the Irish word for up. Um, so it's it's up for education um, and um, up for children, I guess. So.
1: Mary Chambers, thank you very much for coming in and obviously being our charity partner for this year's uh, IFFI. So, we're glad to have you on and uh, we hope we can raise some funds for you.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much again. I'm delighted to be part of it. Thank you.
0: That was Mary Chambers from SUS, obviously a very worthwhile charity doing worthwhile work in India and uh, well worth supporting. So, get out there and get some tickets. And now, as we do in all of these episodes, we look at some of the films that we are showing. And the first film is Hundai.
3: Absolutely. A film called gundai A commercial film done in a very well manner by Yashraj Production, And it's a film about the problem of uh, migration from Bangladesh to India, in fact, which is a very huge subject in India. And what happens is the kids uh, and the families moved in from Bangladesh to India because Bangladesh is again, very impoverished economically, impoverished country, and uh, a lot of people come to India for. It's a story of two kids who come from there and they become an outlaws in the 1970s. It's very well done, in fact. And effectively portrays the difficult childhood of these children, plagued by the atrocities of Bangladesh, liberation war in 1971, which forced them to fend themselves smuggling guns and looting coal. And it's very much based on a coal industry, which is again in a huge area in India. And so the pair then attempts to become a legitimate businessman, because when they grow old... They become pal and sophisticated businessmen, and then the, in turn, they start helping the impoverished poor people from Bangladesh. So they go give back, which is an interesting touch in a way that how they actually help. <laughs>
2: The <laughs>
3: film was successful. It was open in Dubai Film Festival. Out and Out commercial film.
1: This year, wasn't it? So it's a, yes, this is quite yes. a recent film. Oh, yes, it's, a recent do, film. it's doing the rounds. In oh, a way.
3: absolutely. Well, I wouldn't buy anything which is not uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best
1: for the oh. Indian Film Festival of Ireland. Oh, absolutely. Eh? Oh, yeah. Creme de la creme. Oh, yeah. Uh, of the industry. <laughs> uh,
3: why? Because I think what happens is that a uh, f- lot of films get uh, released in UK and hardly come to Dublin in a mainstream section. I used to, when I used to distribute them, they used to come quite regularly. But now cherry-picking is going on commercialism moved in distributors are demanding big money exhibitors who are cinema owners like Cineworld and all that they're only doing a bigger films they're not doing a sort of relatively smaller film that could be powerful films a meaningful film what I call it so I spot them and I'm, my radar is really mm. on to them
0: yeah and I suppose indeed in terms of the the topic that's covered I suppose it's a reminder you know we were talking earlier about Susan our charity partner it's a reminder of the importance of education because I presume lack of education probably leads to. teach the children violence
3: work. to children. Absolutely street yeah. kids are a lot of kids um, as the charity schools go by a lot of kids don't go to school. I mean they start earning a living livelihood on streets and then they become whatever dodgy businessman or whatever. So it is very pertinent in that sense. Okay. The second film, Mary, uses. Yeah,
0: the correct. second film, uh, Filmistan. Um, yeah, Filmistan
3: was- is another interesting film. It's won award at the several festivals in India and abroad, including the National Film Award for the Best Feature Film in Hindi at the 60th Indian National Film Festival in Delhi. It is a story of basically, you know, India and Pakistan has a border created in 1947. And that border has got its own logistics, uh, economy, social problems, tension, you name it. There's an American filmmaker who goes to make a movie about the border, and the other side, the Pakistani side, they think that they like to capture him in as, as a hostage. But the American escapes, and they capture the local filmmaker, who is from Bombay, and then he becomes the, the actual victim of, of that. And through uh, his character how he charmed them and the terrorists then learned to become a filmmaker. It's the first time they're looking through the lens of the movie, cameras and all that. So they forget about the guns and the Kalashnikov and all that. And they really get involved in the filmmaking process because he has a camera, he has all that. So film used as a film production, used as a metaphor. To diffuse the tension and to tell the it's a very very interesting film, and I must recommend a lot of people to come and see that film.
1: Camera, serious, <laughs> It makes me actually kind of wonder if, if the reason it's been getting kind of a few awards around is because it's very positive, promoting kind of the film medium as this very peace loving kind yes, of yes. thing as well, it's a positive, positive <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very Absolutely. positive kind of thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and
0: yeah. In, indeed I can't help thinking about, even though it's a very very different film, obviously, is Ecta Tiger because that covered kind of the same theme, you know, the Indo-Pakistani tensions. Isn't
3: it? So another film which we'll talk about some other episode is ka Lahore what is Delhi, what is Lahore, the two major cities of India and Pakistan. Again, very much similar theme of the border, but that's in a div- done in a very different way. Mm. They switch over the soldier from one side, to goes to the other side, the other side becomes the other. The are two soldiers, and then they discover a friendship. So both soldiers become friends, in fact. So mm. I think filmmakers are creatively thinking about diffusing tension mm. at the border. You know, that's what uh, the underlying theme is.
0: Okay. Well that's all for this, the second edition of the Indian Film Festival of Ireland twenty fourteen podcast. I'm Mary O'Sullivan.
3: I'm Sabad Zedhi, the director of the festival. I'm Sebastian Stevenson.
0: And Sebastian was a producer for this show again. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Facebook.com forward slash Indian Film Festival of Ireland. And we're at Iffy underscore IE. That's IFFI underscore IE on Twitter. You can subscribe to us in iTunes SoundCloud and you can search for the Indian Film Festival of Ireland podcast. Next week we will talk to you about how you can support Suez at our annual charity dinner and we look at films that follow women activists in India and one where life begins for a couple at 60.